Change Nation, I'm Ariane, and today I have the extreme excitement to be talking about relationships, dating, men, women, what we do right, what we do wrong. Definitely an episode that I'm personally excited about, and I'm sure you will be too. My guest today is an expert in this category. She's an author. She has sold over a million books, many different titles. Her most recent achievement is a book called Prince Harming Syndrome. The author is Karen Salmonson. Karen, it's a pleasure to have oh, you on Oh, it's great show. to be here. Karen, what is a Prince Harming? Ah, it's a guy that's either trouble or troubled. You know, they're not always like the bad guys. Some of them, they're just, they get in their own way of their own happiness. And then their way of getting into their own way gets into your way. So, so I'm sure I can think of a few I've been with. You probably can too. Been what there, are, dated him. What are some of the external ways of detecting a prince harming? Ah. Well, I have lots. And my book actually is different than your typical love advice book because it taps into the ancient love philosophies of Aristotle merged with the most modern research studies on successful love relationships. And Aristotle is amazingly like up on the zeitgeist because he says that there's three kinds of relationships and only one brings true happiness. So if you want, I can, I can let you and your they? people know yes. about this, okay? Um, the first he calls relationships of pleasure, and these are sex, drugs, and rock and roll, where you hang out with the guy and it's like you got the hot chemistry and even like the flirty banter, but it doesn't go deep. It's about the body or the ego, not real happiness. The next he calls relationships of utility, which sounds like futility, and it might as well be futility because it's futile. This will not bring happiness. This is where you both use each other to garner status, money, beauty, you know, all of these things, like rich guy with the trophy girl. Got or, it. you know, in today's modern world, rich girl with the trophy guy. Sure. You know, again, not real happiness about the body or the ego. The third one is the winner, and he calls it relationships of shared virtue. And this is when you're with the person and they get you in your soul or your core self if you're more psychological about it. They soul nurture you. In fact, um, Aristotle was one of the first to coin the, the word soulmate. If there had been a little TM trademark thing back in Didn't the 300s, he would have been a very rich man. Wow. But um, if they soul nurture you into becoming your best possible self, challenge you, inspire you to grow into your best possible self, then that's a relationship of happiness because Aristotle believes that why we're here is to grow into our best possible self. So this concept of soulmate, did Aristotle say we had one soulmate, many soulmates? No, no. In fact, what he says about relationships applies to friendships as well. He says that the secret of happiness is to surround yourself with people and experiences that keep you growing. And one of his main core beliefs is the reason why so many people are unhappy is they confuse pleasure for happiness in all areas of their life. And pleasure is always about immediate gratification. It's fleeting. It's how you have addictions. It's like mm -hmm. shopping, food, drugging, drinking, you know, sexing. Um, and then real happiness actually requires um, courage because it's about growing past your comfort zone. Uh, discipline, because it means that you have to like change in some way and that requires discipline. Patience, because you know, holding up for the right partner, building a great relationship, it takes patience. And the last is consistency of habit. And most people prefer immediate gratification to courage, discipline, patience, and consistency of habit. The three types of relationships. For someone who's like, well, I want a little bit of each one of them. I want oh, shared virtue. I, I want. I'm so glad you brought that up because sometimes when I give sound bites, I'm not giving the full story. And Aristotle, he's no prude and he's no slacker, actually. He says you need hot sex, but that's the means to the end of so being your fullest potential. The soul needs passion. The soul needs sensory delights. 
you know, to be happy. And he also says that um, although money doesn't bring you happiness, money is not the end in life. Going to your highest self is the end in life. You need money as the means to your ends, to, you know, go on trips and to travel and all of those things. And to also, you know, if you're doing a job, you want, you know, you want to be the best at it. You know, he's not against money. He's not against sex. But it's if you make that the ends in mind. And Aristotle says, instead of looking for Mr. or Ms. Right, you have to look for life plan right. The life that helps you grow. I was going to ask you that. What oh. is the life plan right? Life plan right is the life that helps you to grow into your best possible self. So when somebody comes along, you say to yourself, is this person going to help me go towards life plan right? or towards life plan wrong. And this is where the book, I have these five essentials. When I coach girls, I ask them, what are you looking for in a guy? And they all say, rich, funny, sexy, charismatic, you know, smart, all of these things. And I say, actually, those are number six on a list because those are superficial lures. And that's not, gonna, what, that's not the ends in life. The ends in life is growing at your highest potential. So there are five things that become, before all of those superficial lures, to make sure that you're connecting on a soul level, on a core self level, if you're more, again, more psychological for the people out there that are like, soul, I don't know about soulmate, but I do want somebody that gets me. So if I'm hearing you right, the main trait is to look for someone that you're going to be able to grow with. Yes. Got it. Definitely. And I'm supposed to know what my life plan is so that we're both looking in the same direction? It, the more you know yourself, the better. And um, the book is actually not a man bashing book. It's a childhood programming bashing book. Mm -hmm. And I have women really look at themselves and why they might be attracted to Prince Harming. So, you know, I have tips on how to break the Prince Harming curse of your past. And I say you have to be the change you want to date. And there's a lot of stuff that women have to be, to, to be Prince Charming bait, you know, to, to have stuff about them that they feel good about themselves. I help to build up confidence and clarity. And the more confidence you have, usually the more clarity you have to know that you're picking someone for the right reasons. Karen, one of the things you mentioned in your wonderful book are the five essentials that women should look for. Yes. What are they? Yes. Okay. So this usually startles women because most women are looking for that funny, sexy, hot, rich, guy, you know, and that's like bottom of the list. So the five essentials you have to look for is, first of all, Aristotle says begin with the ends in mind. So uh, that goes for your life. You have to look for life plan right, growing, growing into your best potential. And for a relationship, a lot of women, their ends for a relationship are to get married and have a family. It's not for all women, but most women. And if this is your ends, then you have to find a man that is ready and wants to get married and have a family. And if you want to do it in a year or two, you should make sure your guy wants to do it in a year or two. So it, this does not become like a deal breaker, you know, later on. Number two is you have to look for a guy that values growing because that's what a relationship of shared virtue is about, growing into your best selves together. And also, um, modern-day researcher John Gottman, you know him, right? Oh, I know, yes. From He's the Love wonderful. Lab. Yep. He says that he can predict if a relationship will last not by how well the couple gets along, but by how well they don't get along. Their couple's only as strong as their weakest link, how they handle conflict. So you want to have a guy that when conflict happens, he values growing, and I'll be like, hmm, Am I contributing to this conflict in some way? And it'll take some self-responsibility and want to have some insights about it. Um, so number three is you have to look for a guy that understands that a relationship serves two functions. Uh, the first is den of pleasure. Yes, there should be lots of hot sex and passion, but it also has to be a laboratory for growth. So when conflict comes along, then you can deal with it with a, you know, a wide open lens of how can I grow from this because you're in a relationship of shared virtue where you both support each other into growing. And a lot of guys just wanted to be a den of pleasure. 
So, and a lot of women too. So you both, you have to be the change you want to date. Um, and then the fourth one is relationship is based on a feeling. A lot of people have wish lists of, you know, funny, smart, whatever. It's actually more important is a feeling. And that feeling isn't love. There's a feeling that comes before love. And that's the feeling of safety. Does this person make you feel safe? And a lot of women that are dating Prince Harmings, they don't feel safe. So you have to feel safe to be able to feel like you can be your fullest potential and communicate openly. And then the last is, if you want to be in a happy relationship, you have to look for a happy person. And if guys are out there and they're like have anger management issues or they're addiction issues. addiction issues, or right now they feel unsettled in their job, that type of person might not be the best possible partner for you. And I guess you yourself have to be happy as well. Yes, again, all of these is all of these five that you throw at the guy, you have to throw back at yourself. You have to be the change you want to date. Karen, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back. I'm gonna ask Karen some questions that you must ask your man. So stay tuned. Change Nation. I'm here with Karen Salmonson. She's a best-selling author and we are talking about Prince Harming Syndromes. What are they? Who are they? How can we find them? Welcome back. Great to be here. <laughs> um, Karen, what are some of the questions that women should ask mm. of their men to try and figure out where they're at? Well, I have a whole chapter. If you want your prince to pop the question, you have to pop certain questions up front. So some of them are that you pop to the guy, and some of them is you have to ask yourself, too. But on my first uh, essential I have, you have to begin with the ends in mind. And a lot of women want to get married and have family, and you have to make sure that the guy wants that, too. So a woman might feel awkward. How do you find out, oh my god, does he want to have kids on my time frame? So what do you ask him? So you kind of can bring it up in a philosophical manner. And you could say, you know, do you think that you could be happy if you never got married, you know. So you're not actually saying, when do you want to marry me, you know. And say, so, do you think married people are happier than single people, or do you think single people are happier than married people? And just start talking about the pros and cons of marriage. So you can really hear out honestly how the guy feels about marriage. And then ask him if he has friends that are married, if they're happily married, and tell me about your friends. that are. What do you think your happily married friends do that keep them happy? So you just start to get into a philosophical arena rather than making him feel like you're cross-examining him. And then also ask him how he thinks that his friends who are married and have kids, how their relationship changed once the kids came in. And yes. you'll hear how he feels about kids, too. Another question we should ask our men? Well, um, I also say that you should ask them about religion is another thing. Um, you should ask them about uh, whether or not what their friends are like, because the bad apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know, and you can see how much love they have in their life as far as, um, you know, family and friends, how this man is capable of loving. You know, is he a drama king? Is he always having problems with people? You know, the patterns that he has in his life. And also why he thinks he broke up with his last relationship, why it ended, if he learned things. Look for signs that he's learned valuable lessons. Ask him how he's changed in the last couple years. Ask him how he loves himself more. Like, what? how are you different? If I had met you five years ago, how are you like, 
you know, a cooler guy now than you were <clears> five years ago. Karen, what do you say to women who might be married to a Prince Harming? <laughs> I actually do say that there's hope. I mean, there is. There's I, always hope. There is hope. And it can, it's all about having open, honest communication. Again, this is why it's important to be with somebody who values growing. If your Prince Harming has like a lot of the essentials, um, but is just like acting out because he has addiction issues or, you know, he's unhappy. But if he values growing, then you can talk to him and, and really try to get along better with him. In the book, I also have a whole chapter on how to troubleshoot problems with your Prince without wanting to shoot the Prince, you know. And so one of the troubles I keep hearing about is cheating. More and more people are cheating um, right now. How do you troubleshoot the cheating problem? Well, that one you might want to just shoot them. Yes. No, no, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. Well, you know, they say that, <laughs> that when you cheat, that that's a symptom that the relationship is having other underlying issues. But sometimes it's just the pattern of the prince harming doing that. You know, so you have to really sit down and ask him what his values are for relationship. In my book, one of the things that I talk about when I talk about a relationship of shared virtue is looking for a guy with strong character values. And I have a lot of questions in my, you know, pop these questions to see what their character values are like. Because I was reading this article in the New York Times, and it was about um, the profile of evil people like Charles Manson and Ted Bundy and Hitler and Stalin, and they called it the psychopathic checklist, and it described these men. And they said that they were all highly charismatic, uh, very um, driven, ambitious, um, get bored easily, uh, need a lot of attention, you know, all the, and I thought about this, and my God, this matched with some of the Prince Harmings in my life, which means there's a big difference between personality and charisma and character values. So you really have to kind of look up front at what kind of core character values the, ha the guy has. Um, this is more helpful for women that aren't yet married to a potential cheater, and really see patterns of the person having high integrity. You know, so I ask, you know, questions up front to kind of suss out their character values. I mean, just because Charles Manson and Ted Mundy might be hot and sexy and very successful in their fields doesn't mean that you should date them. So you have to Correct. see what the character values are like. Karen, for the men that are watching this, I know that the question I keep hearing in my head they'd probably ask you is, is there such a thing as a princess harming? Oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And in fact, you know what? When I was done the book, I thought, this book could easily cross out the title, call it Princess Harming Syndrome, because it's really just analyzing what makes for successful relationships. And when I send out my newsletters, I say at the top that this applies to Princess Harmings. So if you're a guy reading this, you just like insert, you know, woman here, because we can all sadly be unsuccessful at loving each other. And I feel what, why we're here on this planet is not just to grow into our highest potential, but also to get better at loving and being loved. What do you tell a single woman who might be watching this, who hasn't dated, she hasn't been even close to a man, let alone a frog, a pig, a jackass, a, you know, any of them. No Prince Harmings anywhere in her side, just hasn't She's been not dating. dating. What do you tell That's them? That's fear. That's fear. And I have a whole section in the book on trying to figure out where your fear comes from. And that comes from having been hurt in the past. And because of this, I say that the law of attraction uh, starts with the law of subtraction. And what I mean by that is you have to let go of your anger, your hurt, and you have to forgive all of the hurt that you've had in your past. And I have exercises 
for that because if you are still holding on to that fear of being hurt, it's going to be hard for you to feel safe, which is one of the main things that you need to feel love. If you can't allow yourself to feel safe, then you're going to have a hard time being in love. Talking about love, why do you think as human beings we find it so hard to pick the right people, be in relationships, stay in relationship? What's, what's the bigger thing going on here? Childhood programming, what I call your portable childhood. People set it up. Freud called it repetition compulsion. You know, if you had um, a mom that was like a mommy dearest who shrieked all the time, then you're going to look for a partner that has a bad temper. It's going to be like Shriek 2, Shrek 2, the saga continues, you know. So what you have to do when I coach uh, girls, I have them write down uh, the best qualities and the worst qualities of their mother and their father. Look at that list and then write down the best qualities and the worst qualities of the men in their lives. And it's shocking how much uh, these two lists look alike, that we do tend to have portable childhoods where we pick people, that where we can reenact our disappointments and our hurt from our childhood, and then hopefully try to redo it again without the hurt. So Karen, just to finish off, three things that you would want to make sure people have really gotten from your message and that they can, I know they can find in your wonderful book. Well, the first thing is that um, you should not look first for someone being sexy, funny, smart, rich. You should look first uh, whether or not you feel safe with them, you feel like this person values growing. You know, if you feel like this is a relationship where you each support each other to growing to your highest self. Don't be uh, fooled by superficial lures. Look at the super inside himself or the other person. So that would be number one. Number two is um, you have to go back and understand who you are. Uh, from your childhood issues and your childhood programming and understand your patterns. And I have a lot of tips on that. And gosh, there's so many. Uh, you have to forgive whatever hurt you have in your past and try to understand. Use all of the pain from your past. Look at it with what I call panoramic vision <laughs> and, and try to get the lessons from it. And use that to help you to grow into your best possible self because that's why we're here. It's wonderful. The book is Prince Harming Syndrome available everywhere. Um, I also want to make sure people know about her wonderful website, notsalmon.com. She has a wonderful newsletter that I'm subscribed to and I love. Look forward to it every time it comes in. Um, the website for the book is princeharming.com. Lots of tips and articles. Karen is also a most recent and new blogger on oprah.com. So she is certainly someone that you want to listen to and learn plenty of wonderful wisdom on, not only on relationships, but I know a lot of other things that you've written on. Karen, thank you. Thank oh, you for being on the show. Fun. You ask great questions. Thank you, Karen. For more interesting, inspiring interviews, experts on all types of different subjects that we can help you with with change, please visit us on the web at changenation.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.